A new computer program has shady origins. A long time ago, we covered the conspiracy theory that Bugs Bunny is actually a Native American deity. We have a bizarre update to that story. And then we take a look at the bizarre scientific phenomenon when deaf schizophrenic hear voices. What do they hear? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys had an awesome Halloween. I know that I did, or I don't, I don't know, it's still Halloween. I'm recording this episode right after the last one. I haven't officially had my Halloween yet, but I will not go on a Halloween rant. I hope it's good. Right now it's uh, 2 p.m. October 31st, 2021. So that's when I'm recording this. And hopefully it's a really cool Halloween. And this is this is the segment they play after they're like, local man got shot, ran over, and stabbed to death in a one-man mass casualty event. And they'll just play that at the beginning. They're like, it started off as such a good day for podcaster Jason Garvener until he walked outside and then all that bad stuff happened. But something that's not bad is giving a hand to one of our legacy patreons coming into dead rabbit command right now give it up for devin bracken everyone give him a place walking in driving a semi with a knife in his hand i'm like gulp devin you're gonna be our captain our pilot this episode if you guys can't support the patreon i totally understand just help spread the word about the show really really helps out a lot you guys have no idea just by telling people about the show how much that gets the show to grow it's so important for you guys to do that Devin, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the hair hang glider. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command. We are flying all the way out to Columbia. I was watching YouTube the other day. Watching, I have my ad blocker uninstalled so I can support my favorite YouTubers by watching their ads. Otherwise, if I was not a YouTuber, I would have Adblock installed. But it is nice when people shut it off, so I shut it off. This ad popped up, and I thought, you dirty, dirty rats. That wasn't the name of the product they were selling. It wasn't a sequel to Hungry, Hungry, it was. I'm watching this ad, and I knew immediately what I was watching was a product that was designed... Okay, let me back up here for a second. Allegedly. <laughs> that sounded super... I am 100% for sure. Allegedly. Allegedly. I am very, very, very allegedly sure that there is a new app that is out, or a style of app, and I go, the CIA developed that app. I mean, 100% this thing was designed in DARPA, and CIA had their hands all over it. It is an app that by simply using your cell phone, some of you guys may be really familiar with it, some of you may use it. It's ingenious, really. By using your cell phone's camera, you can create a perfect 3D replica of a room you're standing in. And they show, they're like, it's easy as one, it's easy as C-I-A. And they have this camera, and all you do is you kind of move it around the room. And then you go back, you go back to Quantico, you go back to wherever you're based out of, and you can have a perfect 3D layout of Osama Bin Laden's bedroom. It's ingenious, and I'm sure that the on the ad, they show the guy kind of hovering, kind of like moving the camera slowly around the room. I'm sure that's the consumer version. 
Because I'll tell you this right now, any criminal worth their salt is using this app. Anyone who's doing any sort of job that has any sort of inside job applications, obviously like smash and grab, it might be good to know what the front of Mervin's looks like, but you're driving your car through glass doors. I don't think you're worried about square footage. But if you're doing anything, you're going over to a friend's house and that friend's selling drugs, but you know he doesn't have any backup. Like it's just him and his boys, and you know they're just kind of punks. You go, I'm not, I'm not encouraging this behavior, but if you know you can steal from him and he's not going to get back, he's not going to come back to you, right? And he's not really a friend, he's more of an acquaintance. You walk in your, you walk into his house and you would get a perfect layout of his house. So then when you did go decide to talk to him, you knew where <laughs> like you're putting in, you're making it like the Sims. You're having all these people walk around and give you drugs. You're like, I'm the best drug dealer in the world in the Sims. But yeah, dude, that's actually super creepy. Like, I didn't think about the whole like sexual crime thing. I was thinking more of like home invasions. Dudes can like go over to girls' houses and like break in and then make a total map of the house and then build a sim of them. I mean, or, or they're already in the house, right? They could probably do something far more creepy, but I didn't want to think about that. But yeah, so with this program, you can map out a house perfectly. I'm sure the original CIA version. You didn't have Jason Bourne wasn't sitting there going like, excuse me, sir, um, I'm trying to get a signal in your house. And he's like turning around in circles. I'm sure it's much easier. But yeah, and it's better than a photo. And you can actually have furniture you can drag and drop into the house. So you'd be like, no, someone's bed wasn't that big. It was a full. It wasn't a queen. So you get perfect. This is 100% a CIA. And I don't know. If they developed, I know, well, let me back up. I'm pretty sure they developed it. I'm wondering if they just said, we're going to make this, see CIA's running out of money. we got to buy a new pair of spice shoes. So they decided like they're, maybe they're getting a percentage of each sale of this. Or if the technology just got out there. For all I know, the Chinese sold it from the CIA and then they released it. And so now, because there's a ton of different apps that do this now. But the one main app I saw was... Uh, I'm never, never going to name the website. I'm not going to name the website because I'm making some pretty bold claims here. It's CIA.gov is now also selling apps to do home remodeling. But yeah, it's my conspiracy theory. I'm pretty sure it's accurate. If, if, if it's... Let's say it went the other way around. Let's say some dude in Idaho developed this app with his buddies and they took it to the private sector and they were looking no 100%. 100% the CIA would have contacted them and say we're going to have a meeting first. Because the technology can be used. Think about all the horrible ways I came up with just sitting in my closet the techno I mean a terrorist could go in and map out any a bank, an embassy. So I if it was not developed in house by the CIA, whoever did develop had a very very long meeting with government officials and they got first look at it. I, I think it's been being used for a while. Yeah, super, super interesting. I also find it very, very suspicious that when I'm, when I'm not watching ads on YouTube to support my favorite YouTubers and thinking that it's CIA, CIA funded ads, every so often, I have not been able to figure out what triggers this, but every so often, YouTube will constantly show me videos for schizophrenia medicine. It's a weird loop it'll get into. Pandora started doing it the other day as well. If I was a more paranoid person, 
I might think something, but I'm not. So I just think it's odd. But a paranoid person could go, oh my God, are they listening to me? Are they driving me crazy? There's an app for that. There probably is an app that could drive you crazy. But we will talk about that some more. We'll talk about that when I'm on the verge of losing my mind because I went too far into the Google App Store. Keen, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We are leaving behind Columbia. Oh, we are going to, I forgot we were going to Columbia because we were going to be CIA agents. I had this, had this whole thing planned out. We were going to be CIA agents. We were walking around some drug lord's house and then I, <laughs> and then I totally forgot. So, so this drug lord's just standing there and he's like, hi. And then we, we get in the car and drive away. Devin, go ahead and drive us away from this uh, now angry Colombian drug lord. We're headed all the way out to Dead Man's Curve. <laughs> Dead Man's Curve is this road in the Hollywood area that in a two-year period had 25 accidents. Super dangerous curve. And this was back in the 60s. So back then, windows and cars were made out of glass and seatbelts. I don't even think we're optional. I just don't even think they were invented at that time. So a car accident back then was pretty brutal. It's January 24th, 1961, and Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc, you guys should know who he is, but maybe maybe younger people don't. He's a voice actor. He's the voice of Bugs Bunny. He's the voice of uh, that dumb bird. Uh, what was his name? Not Woody Woodpecker, the little yellow one. Not Woodstock, the other one. Tweety, Tweety, Tweety Bird. He was a voice of so many other voices. I didn't write him down. I forgot to write down. I don't know. Maybe he did Huckleberry Hounds and Porky Pig and stuff like that. But he's done tons of voices. A lot of them. So many that I just assumed you would know his name. But he's driving around Dead Man's Curve. And the curve, it got a little too Dead Man for him. Huge car accident. Oh, that's a predicament. I'm sure he said in a funny voice as the life is slowly being squeezed out of him, twisted metal, rending his flesh. He's in a coma. He's in a deep coma. And the doctors are trying to get through to him. This is a national tragedy. Imagine, I mean, Mel Blanc in 1961, the height of his powers. Imagine if right now, um... You know, it was huge. It was huge. I, I can't even think of a celebrity nowadays that would be the equivalent of Mel Blanc. Because he was in all these cartoons, and you grew up with the cartoons, and your kids were growing up with the cartoons in 1961. Like, there's no one like that today. Like, if Brad Pitt got in an accident, people would be sad, right? But would the nation go into mourning? Now, to be fair, I don't know if Mel Blanc... I don't know if Mel Blanc's coma... I don't know if they lowered the flags to have staff. I know that I would have been totally gutted, but I wasn't alive in 1961. But anyways, he's the voice of several generations. He's in a coma, and 14 days, he's just laying there, asleep and stuff. Brain is not working. And a doctor walks in and goes, Bugs Bunny, how are you doing today? Just kind of a joke. It says in the articles he was testing it. He's testing an experiment, but I think he was just being kind of a jerk. He goes, hey, Bugs Bunny, how are you doing today? And Mel Blanc goes, What's up, Doc? And the doctor realizes, wait a second, we've been trying to communicate with this guy for 14 days. This is 1961 level medical technology. This guy is lucky he's even alive right now. The doctor's flabbergasted. He goes, he goes, we've been trying to communicate with this guy for days now, but hmm, let me try another thing. He goes, Tweety, can you hear me? And then Mel Blanc goes, I thought I taught a putty cat. 
So they realize that he can communicate. This is a true story. I, I did not believe when this was sent to me. I'll get into that in a second. I did not believe. I did not believe the first question. I, I think I said, interesting. What's your, what is your source for this? This is a true story. He could only talk in cartoon voices. <laughs> not till this day, right? It's not like you're trying to have a conversation with him and he's like, why well, ought to shoot you in the face? You're like, oh, it's your Samity Sam. At the time, he got better. Within two months later, he stopped. He was able to stop talking in cartoon quotes. He's like, "I, Arriba, Arriba!" He's running around the hospital. They're like, "Oh no, he's Speedy Gonzalez now." He didn't get the he didn't get the powers. He didn't get the powers of the characters either. I don't know why I've added that detail. Where's Mel Blanc? He dug out of his room. He's like, "I'm digging to Albuquerque." He's eating carrots. Anyways, two months later, he makes a full recovery. The only thing that isn't recovered is his body. He's in a full-body cast, and they have to wheel him home. And he gets better, and he actually sues the city. He goes, listen, dead man's curve. I was the 26th accident on there. almost died. Sues the city, wins. They have to fix the road. They have to fix dead man's curve. The reason, very, very interesting story. Just like a weird tidbit of how the human mind works. But I was sent this story on the Dead Rabbit Radio subreddit by Iteration19. Iteration 19 sent this over. Really, really appreciate it. And they sent it over in the context of, this is an update to a story you did a long time ago. It was episode 140. Can you believe that? <laughs> 140. Was that 600 episodes ago? Is Bugs Bunny, this is the name of the episode, is Bugs Bunny really a Native American deity? I really like that episode. It's a really fun one. It takes a look at just a bizarre conspiracy theory that was going around. I think it was on the iceberg. But the idea was, in that one, that Bugs Bunny, if I remember correctly, if Bugs Bunny is the representation of an ancient Native American trickster spirit, and it has moved through our reality, like it was never a fictional character, it is part of our reality, and what we have done is we have avatared it. We've we've uh, created a physical form or thought form of this deity. It was used to be a trickster bunny in olden times, and now it's the wisecracking Bugs Bunny character. And it needed the creators to navigate its life cycle, right? Because they didn't want to be like Felix the Cat. No one knows who that is, or Betty Boop. Right, who just like appears on like women's handbags nowadays. Bugs Bunny is an icon. He's an icon. And I would argue Bugs Bunny is more popular than Mickey Mouse. Let me back that up. I will argue Bugs Bunny is a better character than Mickey Mouse. Maybe not more popular, but Bugs Bunny always seemed to have a more of a complex character as opposed to the other, like Felix the Cat or Mickey Mouse or Betty Boop and stuff like that. So the fact that there's not much Mickey Mouse stuff in production except for little kid things and Bugs Bunny just had a movie come out last year was it this year Space Jam 2 so Bugs Bunny is this this was the theory Bugs Bunny is this enduring spirit that has become part of our reality and we worship it now with these Bugs Bunny hats and these Bugs Bunny cartoons oh I want a Bugs Bunny to be in my birthday and what we're really doing is praying to this ancient native deity it's kind of the episode in a, in a nutshell 600 episodes I'm just going off my memory and this is an interesting side note to that because if I remember correctly in that episode the animators at Warner Brothers had to give this thing life and like they were talking about how its personality changed Bugs Bunny was originally a different character it slowly morphed, and the theory was that was the spirit making the 
physical representation of it fit more to its spirit. Basically, the idea wasn't an original idea like Friends. Let's make a show about seven people coming to New York. No, the coffee shop. This idea, and that may be guided by writers and the actors they cast and all that stuff. But this one, you had this deity who was navigating them. Nothing was left up to chance. The spirit was controlling them. And Mel Blanc was the voice of Bugs Bunny. And he, after this accident, he continued to work in animation, doing the voice of Bugs Bunny for an additional 30 years. Which is massive. Obviously, we have a new Bugs Bunny nowadays. We have a, a new voice. But they are doing an imitation of the Mel Blanc voice. Had he died earlier in his career, they would have had to hire someone else. And that voice would have been different. It may have not been the voice the spirit assigned to itself. It's earthly vessel. It's messenger on earth. But when its messenger was struck down in this tragic car accident, it may have been locked in Mel Blanc's brain as well. And that is why he did not answer to Mel when the loved ones were coming in, when the friends and family were coming in to talk to Mel. He's in that coma. It took someone talking to Bugs Bunny to bring him back into our world. And Bugs Bunny was once again able to have its image worshipped all over the planet. Interesting conspiracy theory. I really love covering weird stuff like that in Iteration 19. This is a really cool update to that. Thank you very much. I also had the idea thinking, what if after that point it was no longer Mel Blanc? Bugs Bunny was in control of that body. However, however, I have absolutely no proof of any of that. I don't know really much about Mel Blanc other than he voiced Bugs Bunny. The only reason I know he voiced Tweety Bird because the doctor talked to him and he got in a car accident. That's pretty much I'm limited to my Mel Blanc knowledge. Devin, let's go ahead and toss you the keys of the Carpenter Copter. We are leaving behind Dead Man's Curve, which is a much safer place to drive nowadays. We are headed all the way out to London. <laughs> Specifically, we're going to the University College, London. And then we're going to meet a woman known as Joanna Atkinson. She's the clinical psychologist based at that college. And she's deaf. This story, I got the bulk of my information from an amazing article written by Jemima Hodkinson for MosaicScience.com. It's a really, really interesting article. And the headline really says it all. Can deaf people hear voices? What Jemima is writing about is deaf schizophrenic people. When they have auditory hallucinations, how do they hallucinate? And it's one of those questions that the second you ask it, you have to know the answer. <laughs> I know I promised it on yesterday's episode, and you're like, oh, I can't wait to hear that, and now you're listening to it now, so thanks for your patience. You might have you might have just looked it up. In the meantime, can deaf people hear voices? This article for MosaicScience.com, we're going to talk about 50%. We're going to talk about some stats, and then we're going to get into Joanna Atkinson's research on it as well. It's just very, very fascinating thing. The current scientific consensus on the question, do schizophrenic deaf people hear auditory hallucinations, is yes. 50% of deaf people with schizophrenia hear voices. But how do they hear them? What's the mechanism there? And obviously, when you have deaf people, you have people who were born deaf, who have never heard anything. Then you have people who go deaf, either due to industrial accident, ice pick through the ear, 
Or just... <laughs> Doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be that dynamic. Could just be getting old. But you have people who have heard throughout their life, but now they're considered deaf. If you look at the research, it says that fifty percent of schizophrenics who are deaf hear voices, and when they are talking to their doctors, they use words like loud. They use words like a whisper. So volume. And so the doctors go, well, if you're talking about volume, there's auditory. Sign language doesn't really have a volume. You can't whisper in sign. You can yell in sign by signing very frantically. You can yell, right, in sign language. So where were these things coming from? Where were these volume words coming from? So Joanna Atkinson, who is a clinical psychologist, and she's deaf herself, she is looking at these studies and she goes, this cannot be accurate. A person who has never heard noise at all, any words ever in their entire life, they were born deaf, cannot hallucinate a voice. It's impossible. So she starts digging into this. She goes, it doesn't make any sense. Now, for us who have hearing, we can imagine what it's like to be deaf, but then... Even if you're imagining what it's like to be deaf, you still can have a running monologue in your head. You can still imagine voices. Because we've heard them. We can imagine what it would be like to be deaf. We can maybe close off our senses in like a tube that we have no sense of sound, no sense of touch. But we have inner thought, which are words that we've heard. Super fascinating. So this is what she figured out. When a deaf person is talking to a hearing doctor, there is a translation error. Because when a deaf schizophrenic is talking to a deaf doctor, and they're using sign language, there are no volume words. There are none. So it was a translation error. The general scientific consensus was... This is happening, we don't know how, but when she says if there are deaf patients and deaf doctors, 100%, they do not hear auditory hallucinations. And this is what her research said. Deaf people who had never heard did not experience true auditory hallucinations. But they still have hallucinations. Because they're suffering from schizophrenia. Now, when you have these voices in your head, and we've covered these before on our show... We've covered them before on our show. And just in general knowledge, I think people have an idea of the stereotypical schizophrenia. But these voices are telling you you're awful, you're a horrible person, no one's ever going to love you. Like the CIA is coming after you, all of this stuff, right? You start to have these voices in your head. You're worthless, you're, you're nothing. But they can't hear voices, but the schizophrenia still, the mental illness still wants to convince them that they are useless. So what they, what their, this is fascinating. What their brain does is they hallucinate arms doing sign language in front of them. It's a visual hallucination, but it's talking to them. You're useless. Isn't that creepy? Your brain wants to punish you so much when you're in the grip of this mental illness. But it can't punish you with words because you don't understand audio hallucinations so hands will appear in front of you and make sign language telling you you're a piece of trash and no one loves you you should just kill yourself 
The government is watching you right now. If you don't leave the house within the next three minutes, it will explode. You're seeing this. So fascinating. So if you've never heard anything in your life, they said what you'll see is you'll see arms appear in front of you. And they'll start doing sign language. Or you'll see a pair of lips appear in front of you if you're adept at reading lips. Now, they said if I'm hallucinating that involves someone I know, I'll see them. I'll see them in front of me doing sign language, telling me, I never loved you. You're a horrible, horrible person. This one patient would hallucinate her mother's lips. Just her mother's lips floating there. I mean, I would write, if you're asking me to choose between hearing voices telling me I'm trash or seeing my mom's lips float around me telling me the same thing, I'm choosing the voices. And then think about it. Those are the people who have never heard anything. What about the people who used to be able to hear and now they're deaf? What do they hallucinate? Do they also see the arms doing the sign language? Oddly enough, no. If you've never heard a single word in your life, it can't give you an auditory hallucination. So it signs to you and tells you you're worthless. If you used to be able to hear and you're fluent in sign language, you lost your hearing when you were 30, you're 52 now, you're fluent in sign language, you're a huge part of the deaf and hard of hearing community, and you have schizophrenia, you don't see the hands, you hear voices. But you haven't heard anything for 20 years. You can hear the voices, but you can't understand what they're saying. It's almost like the... Because think about it. If someone hasn't heard anything for 30 years and you wanted to communicate a message with them, the path of least resistance would be to do the sign language. But the voice, this outside voice wants to be heard so badly, it defaults to that. Instead of doing the visual hallucination, it will talk to you, but you can't understand it because you haven't heard anything for years. So it's just mumbling coming from somewhere around you. I don't know. I, I I know I've been diagnosed with schizophrenia and I hear voices when no one's around. What do they say? I don't know. So why don't the voices talk to them? In the, it's so determined to talk to people who have been deaf since birth that it creates this bizarre hallucination. It's your mind's eye showing these complex symbols, hands making these symbols. And I'm wondering, are they even human hands? Like if you are... We covered this a long time ago. We they had the program where you could people who had schizophrenia, people who had were hearing voices, you were able to build a digital avatar of that voice. I'll put that episode in the show notes. It was really cool, but it's a technique they're using. And they could actually make the face look like the voice. It was really weird. And all the faces looked really evil. The ones they showed for photos of. So like with the arms, like were they like masculine arms? Are they feminine arms? Assuming they didn't know who the person was. If they know the, they're hallucinating about a person, it's them. But like, were they human arms? Reaching out from the darkness, telling you how horrible you are, how no one loves you. Then there's a third group. A third group of people who I, in a Venn diagram of any subculture, I would just not, I would not put them in the Venn diagram. I didn't know they existed. Especially in one, because obviously deaf and hard of hearing, it's a subculture. And now we're looking at a subculture of that, people who are deaf with schizophrenia. And there is a subculture of that. 
Well, you have people who are deaf with schizophrenia who were born deaf. You have people who over time became deaf. And then you have a third group, a group of people, quote, who had reached adulthood without learning any formal language, unquote. So not only do they not know American Sign Language very well, they don't know how to speak at all. That was I, Apparently there is a, a crossover. You had enough of them to study who were deaf and had schizophrenia and had learned no language at all. They learned sign. The, the reason why Joanna was able to communicate with them was later in life they learned sign language, but they weren't fluent. And they had no... It says without learning any formal language. So maybe they were like, oh, shucks, come on down to the well and let's beat up some beekeepers or something. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe some weird hillbilly speak or something. No formal language without learning any formal language. So how do they get thoughts telling them they're worthless and the CIA is about to kill them for for beating up all those beekeepers in Louisiana? No talking. They don't have any language, right? No formal language. There's no talking. And their sign language isn't up to par, so they're not able to have the sign language. They just see an angry face staring at them. Just scowling. It doesn't speak. It just stares. That is, I mean, that that would have to be the most unsettling of all, right? At least if it was speaking, you could kind of have an argument with it. You could try to fight it off. But you could just see your mental illness personified as this face in front of you because you don't have any communication skills. You're, that's what's so fascinating and tragic about illnesses like schizophrenia. Your brain wants to punish you so badly that it will get you no matter what. Now, again, I 100% am an advocate of professional help. I'll, I, that is a hill I'm willing to die on. You may have had a bad experience with a counselor, and I always tell people, people have good counselors, people have bad counselors. I say it's like picking a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You don't go with the first one, right? <laughs> a parent is fair. That's what they say, right? You, you should have two counselors you talk to, and then, you know, one on the side if this one gets a little, starts writing a little too much down in her notebook. No, in all seriousness, you should get this stuff. Like, I, there's no shame in being treated for, um, it's an illness. It's like having a runny nose or having a stomach ache. Like, no one has, you know, gout and goes, nah. I'm good. I'm good. I can't turn my neck much and everything's super painful, but I'm not going to go to the doctor. People do do that. And normal people go, dude, go. That's so gross. Your, your gout is exploding all over my Caesar salad. But with mental illness, a lot of times, because we don't see it until, you know, it stuff's really bad. We just kind of put it off and then other people don't encourage others. And I personally see no shame. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, I think, I think it's creepy that your brain wants to get you so badly, it will do whatever it takes to get you. If you can hear, it'll give you horrible, horrible auditory hallucinations. If you used to be able to hear, it'll still try to give them to you, but you can't hear them, luckily, right? You just hear this mumbling. You don't hear these 
horrible words, but then you can't hear it all, it will make you hallucinate. I just think it's creepy. It doesn't matter how you access information, how you're able to have your senses work. It will get you. It'll make you have auditory hallucinations. Oh, you can't hear? You're going to have visual hallucinations of me telling you you're trash. Oh, you don't understand language? I'm just going to project a horrifying face in front of you, showing you how disgusted I am that you exist. It won't let go. And you have to imagine, like, what if someone was blind and deaf and schizophrenic? Had never seen anything or heard anything. And was suffering from a mental illness this severe. What, what could the brain possibly conjure up? It would think of something. It would think of something we couldn't even comprehend. Schizophrenia is a real-life illness that needs to be treated by professionals. It is a serious illness, and if you suffer from it, you should continue to seek help. But when we talk about things like this, it really, really makes you see why people often do confuse mental illnesses with demonic possession. Because this sounds demonic. No matter what you do, no matter who you are, it will punish you. It will make you see things. It will make you hear things. Whether or not you can see or hear is irrelevant to this illness. It will push you to the limits. It will try to break you down. It will try to destroy you. It will try to destroy your will to live. And if that doesn't sound demonic, I don't know what is. deadrabbitradio at gmail.com is going to be our email address you can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio tiktok is at deadrabbitradio deadrabbitradio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast you don't have to listen to it every day but I'm glad you listened to it today have a great one guys